Good morning, good evening, and good night, everyone. This is Milo. Andrado. Welcome back to Thor's Corner. And today we'll be doing, today, this wonderful Veterans Day, we'll be doing uh, the intros for you guys. So hosting, we have me and Gerardo. Producing, we have Luis. Local history with Isaac. Girls talk with Braley and Stephanie. Uh, teacher, teacher interview with Pablo. Almost sports dinner with Milo and Gerardo. Uh, geology with Ethan. Shower thoughts with Johnny. And let me get this straight with Baron. Uh, that's all for for this week's episode. I hope you guys really enjoy it. I think it has a bunch of new and exciting stuff. And we hope to have you guys back next week. Welcome back to the Viking Catch-Up. This is your host, Justin. In California, a 69-year-old Jewish man died on Monday after suffering a head injury at a Thousand Oaks protest over the Israel-Hamas war. At least 4,000 people have trekked on foot from the northern Gaza southern regions since the establishment of periodic evacuation by the Israel Defense Forces on November 4th. An explosion has triggered a large fire at a chemical plant in Shepherd, Texas, sending massive plums of black smoke into the sky. And last but not least, the $10.8 million bond for the community center was declined in the election on Tuesday. 25% voted in favor of and 75% voted against. Welcome to our audio description tour of Valley High School. I'm standing here at the front office right next to our big Thor statue. And he, his horns touch the ceiling. And now I'm going to turn to my left, which is going to go down one of the original hallways here in the school. I'm standing in between the two original bathrooms here at the school, which have their original tiles from when the school was built in 1954. Now we're going down the four sets of steps by the girls' restroom, next to where the speech room is nowadays. And now we're passing one of the kindergarten classrooms, which used to be the library here, and it was actually ran by my grandma's great aunt. I am now standing where the elementary office is now, next to the very scary door that goes down to our boiler room. I'm now passing one of the other kindergarten rooms, which is where I went to kindergarten. Yeah. <laughs> We're now at the intersection where the addition and the original school building meet. Right now we are walking down one of the hallways in the original school building near where our library is nowadays. And we have blue carpet and cream colored waltz. And we still have the original lockers. They've been painted a couple times, you can tell. We're now going up the ramp that leads from the elementary hall and the middle school hall towards the lunchroom and the high school. It's not too steep of an incline, but it can be a walk sometimes. We just passed through the lunchroom, which has all of the old high school graduation pictures. They are lining the walls and we are running out of room. We are now walking through one of the er two original hallways here at the school that is made up mostly of high school classrooms and it's pretty quiet in here because 
It's fifth hour and we're some of the only students not stuck in the classroom. We have now intersected the addition hallway where the hallway kind of makes an L and we're gonna head down through the new part of the school which was added in 1994. Down here we have a new home economics classroom as well as a science room, both with ample storage and countertops. We're now standing outside of the gym, and I'm standing outside because there's a ton of basketballs bouncing around right now. But a fun little historic tidbit is that my mom scored the first point ever in the new gym. We're now passing the trophy cases, which are full of old state titles and trophies, as well as some pictures and some old basketball nets from some of Valley's greatest wins. We are now headed back down the ramp, which is by the teacher's lounge and the podcast classroom. Hello, it's Johnny and welcome back to Thor's Corner. I'm back with three more shower thoughts. Let's jump right in with shower thought number one. Painkillers? are the mute notification option for the body. Thought number two. If Blockbuster reopened, would they charge for past late fees? And how much would those be? Thought number three. Diamonds and waffles are made in the same way. Heat, pressure, and time. Thanks for listening to Shower Thoughts. Enjoy the rest of this episode of Thor's Corner and have a great day. This is Pablo with Q&A here with Mr. Jarvis and what made you become a math teacher? I liked being around kids and I liked being around math and I liked coaching and helping kids with things like driver's ed and extracurricular so I thought it'd be a good fit for me. And what's your favorite sport? Generally speaking, cornhole. That's, a, that's fun. And what's your favorite thing to teach in driver's ed? I like teaching the um, highway drive, which is usually the first one where we get a little bit more speed and we get to control the lanes a little bit better on that. And what would you do if you weren't a math teacher? I'm not exactly sure, but I also had a part of my degree was in computer science and coding, so I might be doing something along those lines. All right, thank you. Here have it, Q&A with Pablo. See you guys later. Hi, this is Braley. And Stephanie. And we are sorry about missing last week, but we are back and better. This week on Girls Talk, we are going to be discussing what we think is going to be playing on the oldies radio in 30 years. Um, I don't know why, but I've always thought that, like, in 30 years, Billie Eilish is going to be, like, oldies radio. Most definitely, yeah. <laughs> or even, like, I don't know why, but Justin Bieber. Oh, yeah. That's a, That was, like, one of my, like, first ones. I feel like Katy Perry and Taylor Swift. Oh, how did we just glance over Taylor Swift? Exactly. Most definitely Taylor Swift on there. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe some SZA or, like... Doja Cat, maybe? Doja Cat, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, like, Mumford & Sons 2, maybe. Or, like, The Lumineers. I also feel like Lana Del Rey would... Or definitely Beyonce as well. Yeah. 
All right. Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode, and we will see you next week on Girls Talk. Hey guys, this is Milo. And Gerardo. Welcome back to Homo Sports Center. Um, today we'll be talking about Lionel Messi certifying his status as the GOAT in soccer by winning his eighth Ballon d'Or. Um, or Ballon de Oro, if you're that one viewer from Durango that's visiting us. Um, anyways, uh, now it makes it eight consecutive, well not consecutive, but eight years where Messi's won the Ballon d'Or. Gerardo? What are your thoughts? It's pretty crazy for someone like Lionel Messi. He's very old. He's old. Everyone calls him calls him short. And another word I can't say on here. And overrated. No. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Ronaldo's worse. Messi's better. No. All right, but that's all for today's episode. This is Milo. And Gerardo. Signing off. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to episode two of Let Me Get This Straight with me, Baron, the one that's somewhere between not being your host and being your host with today's segment. Now, let's see, where were we? Ah, yes, today's subject will be a bit more spooky than the first. Our subject is the true appearance and nature of the Wendigo. Now, I'm sure when you picture a Wendigo, you typically picture a large beast with rotting fleshy fur, and a deer skull with antlers, or at the very least, just antlers, and I suppose the large beast bit too. Well, guess what? You're very, very wrong. Here's a quick description written by Vasil Johnston, an Ojibwe teacher and scholar from Ontario, Canada. Quote, The Wendigo was gaunt to the point of emaciation. Its desiccated skin pulled tautly over its bones, with its bones pushing out against its skin. Its complexion was that of the ash gray of death, and its eyes pushed deep back into their sockets. The Wendigo looked like a gaunt skeleton recently disinterred from the grave. What lips it had were tattered and bloody. Its body was unclean and suffering from separations of the flesh, giving a strange and eerie odor of decay and decomposition, of death and corruption." End quote. Now, as, I'm, as you can see, if you picture a very skinny zombie with gray skin and a really, really bad attitude, you got a Wendigo. Now, let's talk about the lore! I need to stop ripping off YouTubers. Wendigos were created when a person ate the flesh of another human being. This usually happened in the winter during the times of pretty big famine for the tribes that were involved. The person would lose their innocence and become a creature with a literal heart of ice. Like, I'm serious. Their hearts were frozen through literal demons, these beasts could possess people who would then turn into Wendigo thems would turn into a Wendigo themselves. They were giants, growing in proportion to what they ate, meaning they were more akin to literal giant ice zombies instead of supernatural predatory deer. Now to explain that other bit real quick, say they were normal sized, you know, maybe six and a half feet tall, and they ate a six and a half feet tall man completely. No bones, nothing. They would now be about 13 feet tall, right? Yeah, 13 feet tall. That's pretty big after just one succulent meal. Now imagine old Wendigos with at least a couple years of eating. Pretty freaking big. Now back to the points on hand. They often had no lips and missed toes 
because of the bitter cold causing frostbite to their undead bodies. Now, there is still so much more we can go on about for the lore of the Wendigo, but sadly, I don't have that much time. So why don't you find out for yourself? You can visit legendsofamerica.com slash wendigo to find the source that I used for this research. Now remember, this was Let Me Get This Straight. I hope you enjoyed and avoid Canadian forests in the winter. Hello everyone, my name is Ethan, and today we're talking about Creators of the Moon. This is a story, and Creators of the Moon is in Idaho. In the 1920s, Robert W. Limbert, an adventurer and photographer, played a significant role in bringing Creators of the Moon to the attention of the wider public. Limbert was captivated by the unique landscape and recognized its potential as a national treasure. He was determined to draw attention to this otherworldly place, which at a time was relatively unknown and unexplored. To achieve this, Limbert embarked on a challenging journey through the rugged terrain, capturing stunning photographs that showcased the area's striking geological formations and lava features. His photographs and enthusiastic amounts of the region's eerie beauty and geological significance eventually caught the attention of the government and the public, leading to the designation of the Craters of the Moon as a national monument in 1924. Lumbert's efforts not only contributed to the preservation of Craters of the Moon, but also helped ignite public interest in the unique and otherworldly landscape, ultimately leading to its recognition as a national monument. His legacy continues to be celebrated, emphrasing the crucial role of passionate individuals and promotion of national natural wonder like creators of the moon in idaho that was all for this segment and i use chat gbt to help me write this story goodbye